0: This is Richard Lanius and you're listening to Rolling Dice Taking Names.
1: Welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. I'm your co-host Tony and as always my better half Marty. How you doing buddy? All right let's just get straight to it. All right
2: you've just been like two days since you got back from Gen Con right?
1: Yeah I just you know got back Sunday afternoon so yeah I got back a couple of days ago. All right we're gonna cut
2: all the fluff we're gonna get right to this. Here's the deal. This was your first time ever going to Gen Con.
1: That is correct.
2: There are a lot of people out there who have both been to Gen Con and have never been. So I think as a first time attender as yourself, it's going to be really interesting to get your thoughts having never been before. So you can kind of share uh, what you're thinking with those who never been so they can kind of know what to experience if they ever go and to compare with those who have already been and see how, how how you feel about it compared to what they've
1: uh, experienced. Well, to be honest with you, Marty, uh, the thoughts won't be a very long segment, so I hope we got other fillers. No, just kidding. Uh, Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, here we go. First thing, first First thing. thing, if you were to sum up, you've never been
2: before, if you were to sum up now Gen Con as best you can in one or two sentences, how would you do it?
1: I would sum it up and say that it's an amazing experience for people who like or possibly aren't a fan of board games just to see the amount of people there. I mean, it's it's an amazing how the people, the community, it, it, it's unreal. There's no doubt about it. You, I know you, you've been there a couple of times. That community is great. You cannot take away from it. Uh, I mean, for, for instance, I mean, okay, that's more than two sentences, but the wow, community. Yeah, it is. That's a
2: long run on sentence, I guess, maybe. Yeah,
1: anyway, okay, so. I guess it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, to sum it up, it was a great experience and I'm, I'm so happy that I was able to go and do some of the things that I did. And if you ne- ever get the chance to go do it, it's worth your time and money to, to experience Gen Con, especially if you're a board gamer.
2: Now I will say this. I have purposely not discussed any of the Gen Con details with Tony at all. Basically we've, uh, I am back and forth trying to decide when we're going to get together and do this, but I've purposely ignored, uh, well not ignored, but I've purposely not asked any questions because I wanted to find out the same time our listeners find out too. So all this stuff that I'm going to hear about from Tony is new to me too. So we're just, this is going to be kind of a free flowing segment
1: here. So bear with us on this and and also, Marty didn't have a lot of uh, text or tweets from me because as if you saw the Dice Tower Network picture of the StarCraft people playing and I was standing there, I was still trying to figure out how to tweet. And that was on Saturday because we all know I'm socially inept at these kind of things. And so Marty made a nice post. Thanks. Appreciate that, buddy.
2: You, you, know.
1: you were killing me. Killing me. <laughs> I'm sitting there telling my family,
2: OK, Gen Con's going on. There should be tweets flying in all over the place on our account.
1: And I see nothing. Nothing. Uh, 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 well, I, I I was sitting there thinking, okay, is this tweet worthy? Why would you share this?
2: Everything is tweet worthy at Gen Con.
1: <laughs> I see. That's just it. I mean, that's that's the part. Like I said, I was telling somebody there, I need an idiot's guide to tweeting because <laughs> I, I had no idea, and I was like, I wonder if that picture is worth tweeting. I wonder if that's worth tweeting. You know? Oh and my gosh! We, and we just saw a tweet today. It was hilarious about you know, and the big uh, green balloon teenage mutant ninja turtle. Outside the exhibit hall, I'm like, "That was a teenage mutant ninja turtle." Really? It didn't look was like it that. A teen- or was it Cthulhu? Somebody posted it was Cthulhu. Okay, fine. It's it it looked like to me it was a a throw together of a bunch of green balloons. You know? Well, I don't know because I didn't see a picture of it on the tweet. Really, you didn't? Oh man! Not from not from
2: you. Crap! I knew I should have done that. Oh Darn my it. Gosh. All Sorry. right, let's go back to the beginning. Okay. All right, so you basically got into Indianapolis Wednesday afternoon, correct?
1: That that is correct. And uh, did yeah. you
2: did you go pick up your badge at that time?
1: No, um, press badges were not available, and we were able to secure a press badge uh, until Thursday morning at nine a.m. So I was not able to pick up my badge and do anything there. However, I did make arrangements, and if you listen to the Dice Tower podcast. Wednesday night, I was lucky enough and was able to go play Eldritch Horror with Tom Vassell, Z Garcia, um, Robert, is it Pierce Marty? Oh, God, his name just left me. Searing? And, uh, Searing. Robert Searing, I'm sorry. And, and a gentleman, uh, uh was it Chris from C- The Secret Cabal? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 But anyway. And, uh, Brian from, uh, Fantasy Flight Games. I was walking over to the embassy suites, or I'm sorry, the JW Marriott there after circling the block trying to find parking. Um, that was fun. And by the way, I'll definitely point out some things about if you're going to drive to Gen Con or you need a car there, I'll, I'll give you some secret uh, hints about parkings. Your parking lot, by the way, has gone up $5. Um, oh, sorry. That's okay. No big deal. But anyway, um, so I was walking over there and I saw this guy walking with an FFG shirt. And I said, excuse me, you know, um, I'm supposed to be meeting Tom and Z and the guys to do this game. He says, well, I'm Brian and I'm the one that'll be doing this. So um, how about you just come with me and we'll go in the lobby and we went in the lobby and he says, I tell you what, we're going to play down here in the lobby and you just find us a place to go. And I said, OK, I'll, I'll manage that. So he, he disappears to his room. He wants to get changed and I, um, secure us a table and scoot some people away. I, you know, they're, they're just kind of sitting there and I sit down and they kind of just get up and leave and that's fine. And then sure enough, the guy, Brian comes back down and he spends, we're waiting on everybody to show up and he spends 10 to 15 minutes talking to me and we're talking about AEG's product line. We're doing all this good stuff. And you know, Marty being the first time at this. I'm sitting there going, okay, should I try to do it? no, I'm not going to try to record any of this or do any of this. I'm just going to listen to him. And he, he's telling me about star Wars. He's not letting anything out. And he's like, Oh yeah, we're going to be playing Eldritch horror. Uh, about I freaked out. Cause you know, you've tried to get me to play Arkham horror. I've never done it. Yeah. And so I'm like, "Uh Oh, this I've played elder signs. I hope this is close. And, um, <laughs> so when he, when it had Dyson and I knew I was a little happy, but, uh, <laughs> So anyway, we did that, um, and for those of you who watch the Dice Tower videos and all, um, Tom is exactly like he is on the videos when he plays a game. And Marty, it was it, I really appreciated that, I have the honor to be able to play games with those, those guys, and, and they are as silly or goofy, whatever you word you want to use, when they're just playing a game as you see on the video. There's no doubt about that.
2: Okay, I actually want to hear a little bit more about this game. So, uh, I mean, oh, this, is, this, this is a pretty big deal. Now, I know you have not played Arkham or Mansions of Madness, but those are two huge games, and now this is in the same line. Is it designed
1: by Richard Launius? I uh, believe it is, but however, it's been tweaked by um, uh, Corey and a few other people at uh, Fantasy Flight Games, and they've, they've tweaked it a little bit. And it's basically, it's there's a world map, and is it, oh, is it co-op? It is co-op and okay. you, and you're battling the various monsters and you pick your monster that you're going to battle, just like Elder Signs. And I'm sure just like Arkham Horror they saying this is the, um, the old one or whatever that's going to be coming out to defeat you and destroy you. And you have to go through various stories or, um, events to put them away. And you have to do it before the clock strikes zero or the, you know, the doom track strikes, um, zero. If you, don't then you all have to suffer the beast coming out the the monster coming out and put it and do whatever you need to there well of course tom says we're playing cthulhu well oh my goodness so um he's his his, his he's like hey you know you might as well play on the hard setting the first time oh. so we we break out cthulhu and if the doom track hits zero you all die so I'm like, okay, that's fine. so it's a co-op game, you're working together and we we're learning the game and you're moving your tokens around and you're and you have events that you have to try. Um probably the neatest mechanic, it, it reminded me a lot, seriously, it reminded me a lot of Elder Sign, except when a person dies, which by the way, Tom's character died in the first turn. It was hilarious. Um <laughs> so he had to pick a new person. Um, they stay on the board and you can then go loot their corpse. Okay. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so, um, if, if you loot their corpse, you get their stuff. But in order to do that, you have to do a, a check based on either, you know, lore or strength or whatever happens to be there. And you, and you do that. And if you do it correctly, then their body goes off to heaven. If not, then something bad happens. Okay. Okay, um, so, so is Tom you, out of the game or what? No, no, you picked up another course and you start wherever it tells you you need to start and you pick oh. up your stuff just like you do in elder signs and I'm sure Arkham's that way, correct or is it not? I don't know
2: well in Arkham, there is no coming back I mean you're dead you're dead
1: you can well, you can pick a pick another person and start from there okay, okay. so if your body dies, you can go get that person's stuff, which is good' cause yeah, you spent cool. yeah because you spent your whole time going there. And, you know, from uh, from my standpoint, it w- it went two, two and a half hours. And, and we uh-huh. lost, yeah. But we missed one thing that would have caused the game to probably be a lot better than it was. Um, what we had to do in order to progress through the clues, you had to beat the um, water monsters. I'm just going to call them that. The, um, you had to go and, and find them on the map, defeat them. And once you defeat them, then you were to put tokens on the event and then you discard that event and get the next event. And you keep doing that. Well, we didn't, Brian forgot to tell us that whenever we, um, advance in the doom track that more monsters show up on the board. Okay. So we were having to chase the few that were on the board to try to get to them. Oh, so, okay. So that caused us to not do as well as we should have. Um, in my opinion, I think we might have done very well. I got some dynamite, blew up a big bad monster. That was kind of fun. Um, one of the things you can do, you can go and buy stuff. You can buy items by by um, rolling and, and seeing how much influence you have or whatever on your card, and you and that gives you the right to buy. If you don't have enough to buy, you have a bad roll. You can take a debt card or a dark pack, which I did, and you end up having to try to defeat that or it causes bad things when the time clock goes um, when you like go to the midnight. I know it's not it. But uh-huh. it, overall, it, I, I think it's a game that if you've not played Arkham Horror and you have and I haven't, it's definitely a game I'm interested in in that I, f- I really liked how you're moving through the map and how you have to buy tickets. And it, it was very interesting and I didn't find it to be that... I hate to say this challenging in what you needed to do. You knew what to do. You know, it wasn't analysis paralysis on the co-op side.
0: Right.
2: Right. Um, And Arkham horror is not really analysis paralysis too much either. I am very curious about this to see how it compares. I wonder if it's just Arkham horror, except it's a a world-based map or how much different it is. So I would, it's definitely one of those things I'll keep an eye on and um, wouldn't mind playing sometime just to compare the two. So that was your Wednesday night, huh?
1: Yeah, that was Wednesday night. Um, Then, um, of course, Thursday, I had meetings at work, but I did go back over uh, Thursday evening to get my press pass, go do the exhibit hall, and quickly walked around there. And I ran into our— Okay, hold on, hold uh, on.
2: So what did you think when you first walked into the exhibit hall?
1: Uh, This is nothing. This is not that bad cuz I remember you telling me saying, "Oh, look at all the people." It was 5:15, so everybody had basically scattered out. Okay? Oh, okay. So, I mean, it was it was kind of busy, but it wasn't that bad, you know? It was big. It was it was well, you don't realize how big it is because everything is so above you, so many banners and booths and things above your head. You can't get you can't see the scope of the room, okay? Right. And also, one thing at one point, Wednesday night, I came back and did a blog, and after that night, went back and reread it and said, I will never do this again that late,
0: because
1: <laughs> it was poorly written, and I oh. made it sound like uh, I'm a spoiled little brat, and that was not good. So anyway, <laughs> um, oh, so you just got to go play with Tom. You know, that that was an honor, and, and that was great that I was able to go do that. But yeah, Thursday night, so I... I I was just walking around to see all the booths, mapping out you know, where to go and things like that to get ready for Friday's interviews. Okay. And I ran into um, the guy or my, uh, the booth where they were selling my number one game on my I Can't Wait to See It at Gen Con list. Uh, in the lab? In the lab. What's yep. he doing in the lab? And so, oh, that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I sat there and I was talking to Sean Garrity, the designer of that game. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, do you have a moment? Can I do a quick interview with you? And so, you know, so we've got that for everybody to listen to. And we'll do it after, you know, in these segments. And it was very interesting that I was talking with him. That I was like, this is kind of cool. You know, I'm sitting here talking to the designer. And then that's when it sank in. And I don't know, being new at this, and I know, you know, for like when you went to Origins recently, that's what's so neat about it. You're Mm -hmm. talking to the designers there. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, it, it's really cool to, I mean, you sit there and play these games, but when you actually sit across from the person that actually designed it, it's like, it's not like you're starstruck, but it's like, wow, you know, here it is. I, there's this product here that I really enjoy. And it came from this guy's mind, which is really kind of cool.
1: Right. And I think that's what starts to sink into you is, hey, they're taking time with their customer to hmm. teach you their game. They're, they're normal people. They're, they're, you know, and, and you think about some of the big names and game design, which I also learned, I don't know squat, but that's okay. We're going to learn, we're going to figure this out <laughs> along with everybody else. And, and that's fun. That's what our podcast is about is to bring everybody along with us to, you know, learn this whole board gaming phenomenon that's going on. And he took time and I said, well, you know, I hope maybe I can demo the game. And he says, well, why don't you just show up over at the, um, the what's the big room called? God, sorry, left me. That's I'm um, you know uh, so the uh, open board gaming, the room? open board or, game where you buy tickets and go play games. Yeah, yeah. He, he said just show up over there and get you some generics. And I doubt uh, I didn't have a full table last night. And sure enough, I showed up, got me some generics, and they didn't have a full table. And so I sat down and played that game. Yep. What'd uh, you think? It was. It's a. Incredible worker placement game. There's no, um, if you watch the preview from, from Dice Tower, it's, it's a really good worker placement game, but it's a, in my opinion, very heavy worker place. It's, it's right below Agricola. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I, what I loved about it is you pick your escape plan and your secret weapon, and those are random every time you play the game. Okay. Right. Cause you, because, and then you put them together and you can score points by doing things in the lab or by building these components. And it's a, it's a very intense worker placement. Now, the one thing I didn't appreciate was the fact that you needed a lot of gold and everybody was fighting over the money. Okay. There mm-hmm. was no resource generating mechanism in that game that I could pick up on right away. You can invent stuff and get paid for it, but only one or two people may need that. Okay. So mm-hmm. I I thought this is not a game because I was looking for a game for the family and for, you know, everybody else that's enjoying worker placement. And I didn't I didn't um think that this would work for our group. I for the board game club we're in, Marty. I think everybody would love it. Is it a long game? Uh six players was uh three hours. Okay. Okay. So it's so, it's
2: a decent length.
1: Yeah, it's a decent length and um I think with four players, it's not, uh, it'd be like, it's 30 minutes per player. Okay. So overall.
2: All right. So let's move into Friday. Do you experience anything big on Friday? Um, Obviously you probably got there early in the day. There's probably a bigger crowd there in the morning.
1: There was a bigger crowd in the morning. Um, we had the nine o'clock interview with Dan Yarrington, uh, from game salute. And I thought I would just, you know, tell the people at the door that, Hey, I'm coming in to interview Dan Yarrington. And, um, guess what? <clears throat> no, what? you can't come in. And I was like, what? And they go, no. I said, well, how am I going to, they said, I'm sorry. Only exhibitors can come onto the floor before 10 o'clock. I said, Oh, okay. So press I'm to, pass
2: doesn't get you in.
1: No press pass does not get you in, which What's is fine. the purpose of the press pass. Um, from what I can tell it was so that you can use the press room. Oh, huh. It seems like it will also give you access to the people that you need to talk to, but I guess not. No, it does not. And that's fine. We were lucky enough to be, you know, as being a podcast that we were allowed a, a press pass. And it was it was very nice to be able to go use that room. But guess what? Most of the guys are going to be at their booths.
2: Sure. Yeah. That's what I found at Origins. It's like, I really don't have time to leave the booth to go to the press room. Let's do it here.
1: So. E- exactly. But anyway, so I'm standing out there because I, I call... You know, they gave me their phone numbers in case there was a problem, and and let them know. And sure enough, Dan comes walking up, and we do the interview. And from there, um, wait till the doors open, and I walk in with the rush of people. Yay! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, was there a certain booth you wanted to
2: head to? uh, Birth booth. 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 You wanted to head to first.
1: Well, I heard that if you wanted the Firefly game, you better run there. Okay, and did you? No, I did not want the Firefly game that bad. I hadn't played it, and for that, you know, the only thing that they were giving out was a Gen Con special alliance um ship. Right. In, in the thing, and to be honest with you, I wasn't sure that was a game that I would break out very often, so I was like, ah, we can always wait for it later. Boy, that was one of the
2: hot games of the weekend. I saw everybody tweeting about that thing and posting pictures You know, I, I had said before the show that I was really worried about that game. Don't mess, you know, with Firefly and mess that up. But it had a lot of positive buzz and people said it's a pretty good game. The only con that I heard, they said it was somewhat lengthy. And maybe that was just because people were just uh, demoing it and learning it for the first time. So I'm really curious to see after people play it a few times to see if the length come da- comes down. But they say it's a pretty good game.
1: It is. I got to demo it and it was, um, and I only sat there for about 15, 20 minutes at the demo table to give other people a chance. And they, of course, first off, on Thursday, they sold out their allotment um, within 15 minutes of the doors opening. Wow. Um, Friday, there was almost a fight
2: over, over the
1: game, over the game. Um, people were, were rage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, basically I heard in the dice tower podcast that there was, um, force nine did not do a good job of controlling the crowd coming to their booth. Okay. Uh,
2: Well, they'd probably never had to experience. I mean, they're not like fantasy flight or anybody like that. They're probably not used to that type of, uh, crowd showing
1: up there exactly and you know that was the especially when everybody heard oh you've got the alliance ship in it you know instead of a little cardboard cutout or whatever's in the one that's included included oh or, i saw a picture of that yeah you
2: should have bought that that was cool
1: yeah right okay um, it was cool it was cool and i mean yeah and the reaver ship and all that and it's it was a it's a good game don't get me wrong but once again, I don't know how often I would break it out other than with, say, you and mm-hmm. and Alex and Todd and, and play it. I mean, all it is is a it's not um, you're taking your ship, you're gathering your crew and you're flying the verse to do jobs. Mm-hmm. And whoever gets the most, whatever the story is, then you're the winner. That's oh, it. OK, that's all okay. You're no, doing. I understand. How expensive was it? I don't remember. I was hearing fifty sixty dollars, but I don't okay. know. I don't know if that's okay. what it was. Okay. Um it's it's a great components, great cards, you know, great scenes from the story. Um, it's got the humor and so it was it's really nice. Um what what I uh, Gale, uh, give Gale Force Nine a thumbs up for they had these incredible tables made of the game board. Uh-huh. that just added to your experience. So when you get it home, you're going to say, this isn't the same thing, but it's still gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, you know, who knows, they may be selling those off after they get back from Essen or something. I don't know if they're going there. Um. I tried to get an interview with them, but they were too busy, obviously. Right. So, um, it, I mean, it was an incredible game, components looking. They were constantly full over in the gameplay area. You couldn't get anything there. And back to, Back to Gen Con, I will say this for anybody, and you and I have talked about this. If you're going to Gen Con, commit to it and decide what you're going to do. Don't wait. Because other than that, you're going to miss the majority of the show. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Can you give an example? You won't get any tickets to anything.
2: Okay, so you're you're just talking about the uh,
1: the events, bef- um, all the planned events beforehand. Right, the, all the RPG events, all the game demos. Yeah, because yeah.
2: you actually had wanted to do some of those, didn't you? And and by the time we had found out that you were able to go, anything that you were interested in was pretty much gone, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was all pretty much gone. And, I mean, uh, there was one where I went and I went and checked, and there was one seat left. And I said, oh, I need to get that. And then when I went to purchase it, it was, oh, it's already gone. I was like, well, crap. You know, no. um, and then I was like, OK. And so they said, well, just, you know, do your generics. But when you have and we got a press thing on this, right, Marty, it was f- what, 49,000 people. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So they just announced for people that haven't heard that there was over 49,000 people in attendance this weekend. And last year it was a little over 41,000. So an increase of 8,000 people.
1: And I think they were all standing out the doors on Saturday.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Saturday is the biggest day because a lot of people just come in for one day to Indianapolis. So that's going to be the biggest day of the whole four.
1: Yeah. And I will say that um, So that's if if you're going to Gen Con and, and you want to experience, you've got to say, I'm going. We'll experience it. And you need to plan your events. And you and I talked about this on our podcast about planning for conventions right. and things like that. You really, especially for that show, don't spend your whole time on the exhibitor floor. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can demo all the games, but you're fighting for time.
2: Well, yeah. Here's the thing is, though, is the first time I went, I I did spend, we did spend all our time on the exhibitor floor, but you felt like you had to. It felt like it took you three days just to get through and see everything. And that's a fair point. I, I give you that. And and we we enjoyed that, but you anyway, after the exhibitor floor closes, what are you going to do? Well, then that's, you're right. You should go ahead and look for some um, evening events and make sure you purchase tickets for those. Now, I'm pretty sure you didn't get to do this, but did you happen to walk by or get to see True Dungeon?
1: Yeah, uh, I saw True Dungeon, and they were taught. They ta- <laughs> you heard it on the podcast, um, the Dice Tower, where <laughs> Eric and them went up and they were pulling the tokens out of the chest. Mm-hmm. And they said if they got this boot, he said, Eric's like there was something that a token that allowed a boot that was selling for one hundred and twenty five dollars.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, some of those tokens are rares. I I knew that when the by the time you found out you could go, it was too late because that stuff sells out quick. But if you ever go again. Sign up for True Dungeon. It's worth doing once. It's a lot of fun.
1: And and what they were saying, it's like forty dollars a pop or something.
2: It's expensive. That's why I'm saying it's worth doing once, once. because um, basically you assemble a party, you're you take on a class, and you go in and you use these these tokens are basically your spells, your weapons, your armor that you can use and trade between players and stuff, and you go through rooms solving puzzles. Uh, doing uh, combat and puzzles are basically done through skills tests or a brainy test, um, and mm-hmm. in order to solve the puzzles and stuff. And that's how you got through the rooms. Uh, they're very well decorated, very well done. Uh, when I did it, I just had a, a ball. So if you ever get to go again, I highly recommend spending the 40 bucks. It is expensive, but it's worth doing at least once.
1: Right. And, uh, uh you're right. I may in the future, if I did to ever do this again, the other point I'd make is you got to go with somebody you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now it's funny. I did talk to Tony for a little bit while he was there and I was like, are you having a blast? And he says, I, I really need somebody else. And I said, what? And I started thinking about it. I said, you know, it's probably true. You know, if you haven't hooked up with anybody or met anybody to hang around with, you probably were after the, especially the exhibit hall closed. You may have been, you know, what's there to do? What, who can I hook up with? It is a lot more fun to attend that and just walk around with somebody, you know, and, and, talk about all the stuff that you see and do things with people
1: right and it does make it a little bit harder for planning but then again that's where you pick you commit and you do the events with people and and you always and you have somebody to bounce ideas off of and um you know you could have probably walked up and you know anybody would like i said the community was incredible hey you want to come play this game sure come on have a seat but you know do you really want to impose that much? And so you have to balance that. So it, it's it's. I think it's fun. It'd be a lot better if it were if you were with somebody to experience it with you, without a doubt. Mm. Um, and I mean, you know, it takes up like the convention center and I think four or five hotels and yeah. And it's there's a lot to it. And um, and now when you went. Did you do any of the seminars? I mean, there's a whole ton of stuff yes. you can do. Okay. Yeah.
2: So I did. Um, that's right as we were getting into miniatures, and I went and took a beginner painting class. One time, uh, the entire family took a um, a crafting class on making uh, chain mail dice bags. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we did that one time. So we attended a few of the crafty seminars. Uh, we didn't attend any of the seminars where we listened to somebody speak like we had done at uh, Origins. But yeah, th- there is a uh, a lot of seminars going on. Like we decided the next time we did uh, went, we weren't going to do the seminars because the crafting stuff wasn't that great. It's something we could do on our own anyway. But yeah, I mean, you're right. There's something going on at every turn, and you do need to spend time in the the guide, the event guide, trying to decide what you're going to do and plan that stuff out. And like I said, we did spend a lot of time in the exhibit hall, but you are going to miss a lot of stuff if you do that. You can plan to do stuff during the day and still catch a lot of the other stuff in the exhibit hall. And you brought up the community, which I think is kind of interesting. I think the biggest thing about that is that as a gamer – You were going into an area while now there's approaching 50,000 people of all different backgrounds and, and beliefs and different cultures coming in together. But you all have one thing in common. You're interested in gaming. And that's what I think makes that community so cool. No matter who you walk up to at that place, regardless of where you come from or where they come from, you got one thing in common and you instantly can make a bond over that one thing. And that's what I think is so neat about that community. And like you said, you could be walking up and there'd be a spot open and said, hey, you know, you want to play with us and stuff. People are very open. It's just a a great experience. It's It's not the games and everything. It's the people that make it so much fun.
1: Right. And that's, that's an excellent point and things that, and you just got to find out, I mean, there's so much to do there and you just have to find what you want to do. If you, I mean, for instance, I went over right before the privateer press war machine hordes tournament was getting started. And I looked at some of the models that people had painted and reminded me of just how slack my talents were. Um, but you know, Oh, I mean, some of the terrain was impressive and Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you saw the tweets on that.
2: Yeah, I think you took a you think you took a picture of a terrain. I'm yeah, like, I okay, wh- where's the models? Where's the room of everybody playing? Where's the big scope of the room that everybody's doing all the other miniatures? Um, I didn't I'll, see any
1: tweets on that either. Well, they weren't they weren't started, but they were sitting there and uh-huh. um, they were getting ready. And I was just talking to the guy who was doing trolls, and I was taking count of who was doing trolls and where, where you know Kador and Cricks and all that other stuff. Um, but you know, what's neat is I ran into Brian. Is it Brian Cape? Yes. I ran into him there. He was doing demos for Privateer Press. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of neat uh, to see him. And then, of course, Lee Shelton, a friend of ours from the game club, so he was demoing stuff at AEG. I never got to play trains. It was Oh, oh it that was, was the other big one. Yeah, I was – Uh, the tables were full. I never got to play planet steam, uh, FFG because those tables were full constantly,
2: constantly. Yeah. It's almost impossible to play one of their games. Jump back to, um, privateer press real quick. I know that we had, or you had a, um, interview scheduled and unfortunately I think that kind of fell through, but I'm, you spent a little bit of time at their booth, uh, with both of us being privateer press fans. Did you see anything cool there?
1: Um, I saw all the new models of, um, that are coming out the pre-releases. And of course I saw the new IKRP book, gorgeous art, gorgeous book. Um, and then of course I went and did a demo high command and, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, I I think that was like number five on my list, number three on your list. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm probably going to hold off on that one. That one just didn't grab me, man. It just, it wasn't there for me.
2: Okay, well, I've already pre-ordered that one so I guess we'll find out whether it's good or not. Well,
1: it's I, you can't really from the demo we're going through it and I'm like, okay, so if you've got to enjoy your deck building games, which is fine, I do. but did what is the neat thing that it brings? Well it brings together the art and everything from privateer press. but mm-hmm. aside from that, you know, there were some mechanics that just didn't feel right to me um for gaining points, but we were playing a demo. So, I, like I said, it didn't grab me enough to buy the limited set of hordes. Right. And I'm not, I don't know, but you would think if it were, it was that hot of a game that they wouldn't have had as many copies just sitting there still, you know? Mm, okay. I don't know. Well,
2: yeah, I had heard another podcast talked about it that actually bought it and played it, and that they were very pleased with it. Uh, they were seeing where this game could really grow into something. So, um, well, obviously, I'm getting it. So we'll get together and, and we could try it out again, and maybe you know we'll see what you think, and still see if you feel the same way after playing a full game. Yeah, uh, I mean, so, I, so,
1: yeah, it's a, it's a good game. Mm-hmm. So what were you saying? Sorry.
2: No, I was just going to jump around some other things. Did you did you see the zombie walk Friday night?
1: Friday night, Friday night, Friday night, Friday night. What was I doing Friday night?
2: Okay, if you, if you don't remember the zombie walk, then you didn't
1: see it. No, I did not see the zombie walk Friday night. I was, oh,
2: Was crud. that, you, Were you recording with Dice no. Tower that night?
1: Yeah, that was Dice Tower that night. Um, that's right. That was. That By was, the way, uh, I heard you on there. Nice job. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, talk about Nervous. Oh, my heavens.
2: <laughs> Why are you just sitting, you know, being recorded in front of 100 people?
1: Uh, it was the fact that he called, you know, he said, oh, is anybody here from the Dice Tower Network? And I'm sitting there thinking, if I don't raise my hand, you'll kill me. Yes, uh, I will. Uh, Would have. I know. And I was like, okay, I'm here. And he calls me down, and I'm like, I'm cold. And, you know, they they, they make you feel very um welcome there. And so. I appreciate that. So, I haven't heard it yet. So, I'm going to have to go back and listen to see and say, Ooh, was I as silly as I said? Met some really great people there um, Gene and his wife, uh, who. Yeah, why don't you tell that story? So, you know, Tony has taken some shirts
2: uh, in order to do a contest to give away, and he didn't. And the reason why he didn't was because of this cool little story.
1: Go ahead. Um, basically, so I'm standing there or I'm, I'm in the, 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 podcast for the recording of the Dice Tower and I finish up and this gentleman uh, who's in a full chainmail night outfit um, gives me the thumbs up and as I walked by, you know, I said, that's kind of cool. And then his wife smiles That means She's interesting. You're wearing, the t- you're wearing your T-shirt. I'm right? wearing my T-shirt. And so after the podcast. Rolling dice T-shirt. Rolling dice. Yeah. Oh, here, let's, let's do it in the logo. There's the logo. Um, <laughs> splash the logo. Um, and he goes. Oh, if we only had video. If we only have video coming you know, in a podcast soon. Well, it wouldn't be a podcast. It would be a video cast. Yeah. And so anyway, he goes. And so after the thing finishes up, he he looks at me and says, hey, so you're Tony from Rolling." Dice. I said, yeah. He goes, man, I listened to your show. You and Marty are doing a good job. You're trying to find your way and you're doing a really good. And I appreciate it. <laughs> trying uh, to find our I'm way. Like, I'm like, yeah.
2: You, know, blah, blah. you guys are struggling, but you, you'll find your way. It's okay. He pat you on the back.
1: It's all right. You'll find your voice. I'm like, yay. <laughs> so Gene, if you're listening, as you said you do, um, nah, nah, um. He, he actually is very complimentary. And he, um, introduced me to his wife and we we're talking and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I set in my mind, um, Hey, you know, why not? I said, obviously, how would you like a t-shirt? You, you've listened to us. He showed me on his iPad or his iPod that he, you know, he only made it through so much of this episode. I'm a trucker. Mm-hmm. He, he delivers gas through the Cleveland area. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that's, you're, dri- you're be- driving a big red full of flammable liquids. That's awesome. <laughs> you know. And I said, So um would and I said, Well, would your wife like this t shirt? And he goes, Sure. And I said, Well here here you go. Have that. She goes, Well I'll I'll post an image when I when I when I modify it a little bit. So we'll see how this comes out modified. <laughs> oh Cool. Nice. <laughs> and, uh,
2: uh, that's great so i thought that was a cool story where somebody actually picked you out and knew you and i thought yeah that you know somebody deserves a shirt it ought to be somebody that's actually heard of us as opposed to some random person who
1: just used it to wash their car so exactly so i was like hey that's, i appreciate that so but that was a very unique incident um other games i got to try and that um we'll probably do some more talk on and of course mm-hmm. with our interviews um, right. you tweeted and i told you keep it unwrapped don't say anything and you just couldn't could you <laughs>
2: <laughs> wait a minute. Do, do you want to wait till we do that interview and talk about it afterwards yeah we'll do that i was like so what are you doing the, so, what are you so, doing so there? So, so there there's another teaser i'm still not going to tell you what we're talking about until after we do the appropriate oh. segment oh my god
1: almighty <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: then, and then i felt bad because everybody's going what is it what is it? Why are you teasing us like this? Oh, I hate it when people do that to me and I just did it to somebody else. So that's why I kind of downplayed it. I mean, it's not that huge of a it's, deal. It's I thought not. it was, I thought it was really cool. And you guys will find out after, is it this episode we're yeah, doing that segment? We're doing okay. that segment. So you keep listening. You'll, you'll find out in a little bit. All right. So, so, uh, okay. A couple of things I want to ask. Did you see Card No.
1: Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. No, no, no. That's card hall. That's what you call that. It looked like a whole bunch of magic cards stacked inappropriately. Yes. Really.
2: Yes. Did you see him knock it down Sunday, Saturday night?
1: Is that? No. They did. you even go to Gen Con? Yeah. But no, we came back from dinner Saturday
2: night. No zombie walk. Didn't see card holla. Didn't you do it? Okay. Okay. Did you saw see the parade. Hala. You saw the parade. Cause you happened to be there as they were doing it. Yeah, right? They
1: were interrupting my star Trek attack wing game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm like, I'm trying to learn how to play Star Trek Attack Wing. Would y'all be quiet? Hey, you, pay attention oh, to the game here, and don't worry oh, about that guy somewhere. that's got a big orange box on him. What the heck is that about, you know? A big orange box? It said orange on it, and I think, what was it, Snake in a Box or something? Oh, that is too funny because that guy's there there every year. Yeah.
2: <laughs> every guy, he's a Snake, and he walks around with the box. Have you ever played... Um, Metal gear? No. Okay, then you that, that joke goes out of your head. It did. Uh, he, he hides in boxes. Um. All right, so there you parade. Okay, so the card hall thing. So you know what, you know what they do on
1: Saturday night? Yeah. It's well, charity you event. And people me, you, throw money at it, try to knock it down. Yeah, I mean, it was really cool to see it all put together. And they were still building stuff yeah. there when I walked by it <laughs> Saturday night. I, I wouldn't know if it was cool or not because I didn't see a picture of it. Oh, I got a picture. It's on my camera. Yeah, uh, I, I
2: didn't see those tweeted or anything like that. Well,
1: it wasn't on my phone. It was on but my phone. That would have been awesome.
2: I mean, you had a parade. I didn't see any tweeting of the I parade. I was
1: playing Star Trek Attack Wing.
2: Oh, you, you played that large Star Trek Attack Wing? I mean, with the really cool figures? I didn't see a picture of that tweeted out either.
1: You didn't? I took a lot of pictures of that. Really? Yeah, but uh, you didn't tweet it out. Uh, but I was tweeting in the photo they took of me. Oh, my gosh. But you didn't tweet that picture. I think you were texting me at the time. Oh, was that it? Okay. See, you were interrupting oh me.
2: You were interrupting. Oh my me. goodness! I'm sitting here just rocking back and forth on my hands. So, is that Where are the tweets?
1: Where are the tweets? <laughs> I'm trying. There's coming in. I'm trying. I'm trying. So, so refresh,
2: far. refresh. <laughs> re- oh, there's D6 Generation posting some pictures. That's cool. Oh, there's Card the Cardboard Jungle posting some pictures. That's cool. Every other podcast is posting pictures.
1: <laughs> well, hey, you you're going it next year. I won't see that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we've already talked about next year. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, but no, and then um I mean mostly Friday I walked around the exhibit hall, uh, got to interview some great people. Uh, I mean, you know, Randall from Catalyst Games, um, yeah, just, the,
2: uh, you got a bunch, you
1: got what, 10, 10 interviews, right? Yeah. And I mean, we interviewed a bunch of the guys who, well, some designers from the game salute from Chaos Alchemy and no, Chaos Alchemy. We couldn't hook up, um, uh, Magnum Opus and, um, oh, good Frontier Skies, uh, Chris and Ian both, um, and that, that was great. And, also, we got a, a interview we'll play here from Richard Lonius, who I was scared to say his last name and insult him. Uh, when I did the interview, it's kind of sad. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Just let it go. I did. Oh, I did tell him tell, tell your brother-in-law. I told him, and I hope this was right, that Bobby got to play Arkham Hara with him. Is that right? Correct. And I think Bob got him to sign something of his. Box or stuff or something. So I told him that story, and he was like, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah." And so that—that's that repertoire that you know that was kind of neat, you know, to be able to do that repertoire. Repertoire, isn't that it? No, rapport. Rapport. That's it. Oh my gosh! What? (laughs) (laughs) It was close enough, (laughs) dude. Give me a break, okay? But he didn't (laughs) remember Bob. Bob's going to be hurt now. He he liked the story. I don't know if he remembered him. I, oh, okay. I, I mean, the man meets a gazillion people. I'm sure. Oh,
2: that's true. He does. And um, hey, did you tell um, him? He said, "You, you know, know, you're awesome. I haven't played any of your games." Yeah,
1: like I was going to say that. <laughs> No, I told, no, I told him I play Elder Sons. Anyway. Oh, oh my gosh. Anyway, um, the, the list is not that long of games, but you know, time is, uh, com, a rare commodity. And so you got to make do with it what you can. So, uh, other big things at Gen Con, um, I was, how was the,
2: how was the Dice Tower dinner on Saturday? Did a lot of people go to that?
1: There were a lot of people that went to that. They were good enough, but oh, this is the best thing that happened at Gen Con. Well, I wouldn't know about it because you didn't tweet it. Okay, this is true. So we're going towards the dinner with the Dice Tower Network guys. And during this time, I don't know why Indianapolis thought this was a good idea, but it was kind of funny. They decided to hold the GP, which is a huge miters- motorcycle race and rally in Indianapolis. It was at the same weekend as Gen Con. So you have 49,000 plus Gen Con attendees over in the convention center and a block away, a thousand, two thousand plus motorcycle enthusiasts, Harleys, crotch rockets. Ooh, that's a bad word. I shouldn't say that. But anyway, out there and the two cultures are coming together for a great unification, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like i was telling marty earlier it's just like oh look the gen con guys are going hey let's go watch some motorcycles and the uh, gen and the motorcycle guys go let's go look at the guys at gen con you know and so they're 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 coming together so you've got these people dressed up because you know the costume contest you got people dressed in mario and then you got the motorcycle people and then they're all wearing leather and it's just it's a, I'm like whoa that was that was wild it was amazing It was that wasn't that was a good plan on Indy's part or somebody's part somewhere and then mix those two. And then over at Victory Field on Friday night, Mm -hmm. they had a huge concert and the baseball stadium was full of people. So they blocked off all the parking for the concert. Oh, okay, Yeah. So you couldn't park near the convention center.
2: Did you uh, eat at any cool places?
1: No, no spaghetti warehouse. And that was pretty much it. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't go into downtown Indy and eat anywhere? No, not really. Actually, um, I got yelled at when I got home for not eating. So (laughs) I didn't go eat lunch. Breakfast was at my hotel and dinner. Other than Saturday night, I pretty much just, you know, had a quick little burger or something. So nothing major. Just, you know, I'm saving my money for the games that I didn't buy.
2: Um, I know one game you bought. Hold off on. Did you buy any other game besides the one I know you bought? That we'll talk about because we interviewed the designer. No. You didn't buy any, any. Did you buy anything else?
1: No, I didn't buy anything. <sighs> I didn't. And you, went to, and you went to Gen Con. Tom said it best. People, you can buy these later. And, I'm, and I was like, hey, I could. I mean, you know. I, I, I understand. But there's a lot of exclusive things
2: at Gen Con. I mean, did you not get at least one of those little rubber duckies from the, uh, that uh, place that has all the different rubber ducks based on different things? Did you not see that booth? No. You could buy Chessix and maybe you buy a cool die or something like that.
1: No, no, but I did get my free Gen Con die. That was the only thing free in the coupon book. That was it? Those coupon books have gone downhill in the past few years. I, I guess. Maybe there was some other things. There was a lot of, you know, get $5 off or 10% off or things like that. But, I mean, all in all, it was – for people that want to go to Gen Con, I think it really is – play the games if there's a game you cannot do without or an exclusive you got to have then yeah that's where you get it other than that make your local retailer real happy you know support support the shop yeah no that's true so let
2: me ask you this so you you've uh, by the way um you had to come home sunday morning so you didn't get to do anything sunday right? right okay and as we go through the interviews and stuff, I know we'll talk about some other experiences and stuff like that, which will be cool because we've got a lot of interviews to talk through and a lot of other games to talk about. But so let me ask you this: so now that you've done it and everything, is it everything that you thought it would be, or more?
1: It is. It was everything I thought it would be. It was. It wasn't any more. I I knew there was going to be a lot of people and I knew there would be a lot of competition for, you know, doing the demos of the games you want to play and things like that. Mm -hmm. The only thing that was more was the kindness of the people.
2: That's cool. And that's a cool thing to say. Again, you when you got 50,000 people, you
1: think, man, that could be just a lot of problems. Um, But it's not with this group of people. I mean, okay, Gene, great guy. Talk to him. There was another gentleman there and, uh, before our segment gets too long, cause that's one thing I heard loud and clear, Marty, keep it less than an hour. Yes, guys. Uh, oh boy. So, oh boy, we're in trouble. So we're going to have to, <laughs> so we'll do another episode with the interviews and, and just lump all the interviews together. How's that? And, and we'll get those out real quick. Um, but all in all, there was a gentleman. His name was Brian. Um, he was, mm-hmm. he's from, um, the Pennsylvania, the great state of Pennsylvania, and he, me and Eric is it Eric, is it Tao was how do you say his last name from um oh God what's their podcast? Uh push oh man. See <laughs> Do, do, okay do, do, uh, so eric from he he lives in singapore um and I, God, i'm gonna have to we'll get back to that anyway he lives in singapore singapore and he and i kept running into each other and so we all went up to fsg's in-flight report on on um sunday i mean friday oh, yeah, okay friday um where yeah. i was
2: tweeting yes okay i i will give you credit um, whoever was on the Dice Tower feed was tweeting more than what you were, but that's still fine. Because you most they were of the in the stuff.
1: front freaking row.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I assume you were not in the front freaking no, row. <laughs> no, no, I was not.
1: Uh, um, and so anyway... Uh, Eric from the, um, I believe it is, um, I'm checking this, Push Your Luck podcast. Anyway. Okay.
2: There you go. Push Your Luck. Push
1: Your Luck. Um, anyway. So he, myself, and Brian were standing there and everybody's lining up for the fantasy flight, um, in flight. And if you didn't have a ticket, which I didn't have because I waited too long anyway, Mm -hmm. but neither did he or neither did Brian. So we were, we were first in lines for the, um, the generics. Right. Okay, so we're standing there, and we're waiting, we're waiting, you know, the line's going down the hall, and I took a picture of it, and I didn't tweet it. And anyway, (laughs) I might have tweeted that one.
2: No, I didn't see that one.
1: No, actually, I did. You did show that one. I did show that one. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I'm like, okay, so we're in line over there, and and I hear, and they go, okay, this is the generic ticket line. I go, oh, crap. I forgot my generic ticket. I forgot to go buy one. So Brian says, well, I got one. I said, well, can I let me give you two dollars? He says, Here you go, two dollars. And I gave him he gave me a generic ticket. So I got into Fantasy Flight Games. Nice. Um, where everybody was real disappointed. They didn't give anything away. I didn't care.
2: <laughs> I knew it because last year they gave away that book, and that's why I was so crowded, because everybody thought it was going to give away something else
1: this but year. But you got to see the incredible picture of the ninety dollar Star Wars X Wing model. And I'm glad you brought that up because I am so
2: glad I have not gotten into that game yet because it looks like a great game and I think it's a lot of fun. But when you're dropping a ninety dollar model, oh my goodness! And that was, oh my god, I, and that's I mean, and th- that was ninety. there the other one was $60, 60 70 bucks, sixty bucks. Yep. <sighs> and that's just the first of probably what's going to be many of what they call the epic models or something like
1: that. Mm, yeah, your um, what was it? Galaxy, yeah, but I mean, they were called
2: like we... epic sized or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
2: so we, so we know they're going to be a price point of anywhere from sixty to you know hundred bucks for these things now.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I, I was just stunned at that. and Of course, everybody's going gaga over it, which is great, and it's going to make FFG a lot of money. But I was like, whew, that was a money sink. I'm glad I kind of
1: didn't get into yet. Oh, and I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Um, mm-hmm. And then but I'm like, and where's the net runner news? There was none, was there? Uh, just that Netrunner it was one of the um, best selling top sellers, top sellers L- LCG. Then they will continue to push um, that out there. And, you know, from that standpoint, that's that was great news and they'll keep coming mm-hmm. out with stuff. And um, one graph they did show was how they broke it down where the LCGs are growing in their market. Okay. As far right. as their product and they so basically they were saying, We're fantasy flight games, we're making good product, you're buying it 2014, keep at it, you know. So Yeah. And and that's and they they should. They really they they had they were stunned to have three successes last year. Um with Netrunner, uh Star Wars, RPG, and attack uh X Wing. Mm, they were yeah, they they just they're they're beside themselves. And and they were showing graphs of their profits and how they they had this you know exponential curve going up in 14 or 13 and uh, and that wow. was good. Mm-hmm.
2: I did I uh, thought it was one piece of interesting news with the fact that they had acquired um card game db.com. I, t- I tweeted that. Yeah, you did tweet that. I cuz that was I thought cuz we use that a lot or yeah. I don't know if you do. I use it a lot too. yeah. Um, so it's a great, what it is, it's an online site for uh, um, deck building for different uh, collectible games uh, where you can, uh, there's pictures of all the cards and people talk about the cards and you can uh, uh, create decks and, and save them on the site and stuff. FFG has purchased that site and is kind of going to integrate it into their stuff. So I'm really curious to see how that uh, turns out over the next year or so.
1: Yeah. And what he said was basically, we looked at a way to help our developer or our game, I'm sorry, our game players to be able to manage their card decks and things like that. And we thought we could do it better. And then he said, but we were wrong. So we just went and bought card DB, you know, and, which
2: is cool. Cause I think that guy who created the sites only been in it for like three or four years. Exactly. Yeah. So that, I mean, talk about, you take a little project, you're just doing on the side and all of a sudden
1: you're selling it to a major game company. That's, that's pretty cool. And they promise that they won't be changing it in any way. and, they harped on the revamp of their websites and things like that as well.
2: So, uh, you know what? I know that we are pushing the hour limit. I'm sitting there looking at the clock, but you know, after we drop that tease about the thing that you brought and then we say we was going to bring it at the end. Do you just want to do one interview so we can drop what I was
1: talking about and not hold people over to another episode? Yeah, I think that'll work out well. So to, to kick off the, uh, this interview was with, uh, a, well, I might as well let you, because I'm going to say his last name, or Randall Bliss. Is that right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Randall Bliss with Catalyst Game Labs. Uh, I was able to get an interview with, in, with him uh, on Saturday morning, and he was kind enough to follow up from your origins, right? Yes. And so um, he, he took a few minutes to talk to me. Let's hear what he has to say. That sounds good. Hey, I'm standing here with Randall from Catalyst Game Labs. We're here on saturday probably one of the busiest days i think here at gen con 2013 and they've got a huge line at the booth and they are selling quickly through the duke Shadowrun and everything I uh, shoot who knows with that online version that they sold in no time at all well, in four hours randall i think y'all pretty well put it out something like that something like that yeah.
0: well how's it going here are you tired are you worn out <laughs> <laughs> i'm always worn out uh we actually were joking that uh this is actually my 20th uh gen con 18 of them uh wow. professionally uh, and I keep wondering, because for any company, getting to Gen Con, particularly the bigger you are uh, with the booth presence and all the products you're trying to get there, uh, the more painful it is. And you, you really reach a point where you're just almost soul-weary. Um, but at the same time, you get a couple of weeks out, and then that you know, 11-year-old boy inside just, I start getting giddy. and I, you know, I, One of these days, I keep wondering if I'm going to wake up and you know, not be the big kid that, that loves gaming and lo- loves playing and loves coming here. Meeting with the community, and you know, I played a five-hour Leviathans game last night with uh, uh, a lot of different people that have come, uh, that I see quite often every year. Just, you know, it's just awesome. I, I just can't say how much I love still coming to conventions and meeting with the fans who love the games that we love.
1: So what is next on your list of conventions? I mean, Gen Con had a little downtown. We've been reading your tweets all about and how you've been building up to this. So what's next for y'all? Um, how is uh, the Shadowrun, year of the Shadowrun going as far as Crossfire? Is it still on schedule to come out? I've yet to be able to get to the demo table because it is constantly packed over there.
0: Uh, it is very packed, so there's a couple questions in there. Uh, one is our next convention is PAX Prime. Which unfortunately is in like two weeks, so we, we leave this at a dead sprint uh, and barely make it across the finish line. Are you gonna have all your product ready to go? Because that's a that's pretty tough. Yeah, no, we we will have everything that we're having here over there, uh, and uh, not you know not nearly the same size booth, uh, obviously, but uh, we'll show up with the, most of the same people, uh, and will all the product that we have here is going to be there, uh, and that's a that's a great show for us. We went for the first time last year. Uh, and one of the things that we heard for the first time in a really long time was, oh, Shatteron, that's still out? Or, you know, oh, Battletech, that's still out? And what that said to us is that we're actually reaching a whole new crowd. We're reaching, you know, reaching to an audience that was excited and still wanted to be a part of those games, but hadn't seen it for a really long time because that's more computer game oriented. Uh, So there was a far larger uh, tabletop crowd at those type of shows than we ever imagined. So we're pretty excited about that. Uh,
1: And Crossfire, how's that going? uh,
0: Crossfire is is going. Uh, It is in final stages of layout. Um, Fingers crossed it will be available by the end of the year. Uh, We did a really nice little uh, demo box here for the show uh, to be able to really show it off. And we're, you know... Handing it out to distributors and retailers. We've uh, handing it out at, uh, a couple of free copies being given away in the evening to the Shadowrun, uh, the people that are playing in the Shadowrun hall. Uh, we're really excited about it. Uh, the the Fire Opal, who's the team that designed it for us, put together a phenomenal game. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the, again, part of the year of Shadowrun isn't just about launching uh, SR5, it's about trying to find new ways and new uh, fans who can experience it in, you know, not the traditional way. And so if you're a card game player, Shadowrun is still a wonderful universe and you can experience that through Crossfire. If you're a miniatures player but you've never wanted to play the role playing game, suddenly you can experience Shadowrun through the Sprawlgangers, which is the, you know, skirmish level tactical game that we're working up next year. Uh, we have a board game uh, that we're working on, Hostile Takeover, that's going to be along, kind of along the lines of uh, Lords of Waterdeep. Uh, and then combine that with the work that we've done uh, with uh, Harebrained Schemes and Jordan's release of Shatterin Returns, and then Jan and his team at Cliffhanger and the coming Shadowrun Online. Uh, you know, it's really in a, in a year or so, there'll be, you know—you won't be able to turn around without tripping over some Shadowrun and that's really what we're trying to do.
1: Well, it sounds like an incredible next year as well. Constantly going to be busy. That's great for Catalyst Game Labs. We're constantly following you. And I appreciate your time today, and
0: good luck with the rest of the conference. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thanks again, Randall, for taking time to uh, talk to Tony. Um, Randall is a a real nice guy. Uh, We're trying to set up a good repertoire (laughs) with him.
1: Okay. I played a game Uh, with somebody at... um, uh Ted Allspock? Is that how you pronounce his uh-huh. name? I played a game with him and it's called uh-huh. You Suck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. All right. So sorry. So going back to um, stuff that. So you talked a lot about. um, I'm glad you got to talk to him because you got to talk a lot about uh, the Shadowrun stuff, which I was very interested in. Did uh, you didn't bring it up? But was the uh, fifth edition book selling pretty well? Could you tell? It
1: was selling really well. Um, uh, They they were going through while I was standing there talking to him. Everybody was coming up there between BattleTech and and Shadowrun. People were buying that stuff up.
2: Yeah, you didn't mention. You didn't talk to him about BattleTech, but that was. um, uh, Were they pushing that? Was that was there something
1: new out? for that or was it just getting ready to come out i think it i i don't know he really didn't mention it i was i was more they were really they had a spot where you could go and learn to play shadow run um where you could sign up for the shadow run experience you could play um they had this incredible and i got a picture of it too um anyway um of a, a large duke board and they had the duke set up everywhere
2: um, oh, was that game selling well? He didn't because he didn't say anything about that the,
1: one. The Duke was selling very well, and it deserves to.
2: If you guys have not checked out the Duke, go listen to our five minute initiative on it. It's a great game. But anyway, I did
1: see the pictures of the huge Duke board. I thought that was really neat. Th- that was cool. And I'm standing there, and some people are talking. They're going, "What's this game about?" And I sell the game. I'm like, "I need a commission here." <laughs> 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 I mean, <you> know. <laughs> give me, give me a T-shirt. Let me work here for a little yeah, bit. Give me, give me a green T-shirt. I can make this happen for you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. um, so I'm glad to get some uh, little tidbits about other games that are coming out. I'm interested in Gangers I'm very interested in as far as their miniatures line because it sounds really cool. I guess they didn't have anything about that at all, did they out there? No. Just, just what they told you. And uh, they got their board game coming out, which oh, sounds kind oh, of interesting. Oh,
1: Shadow Run. Uh, oh yeah, worker play. Oh yeah, I'm. really really looking forward to, I can't wait to hear yeah. about that one yes
2: yeah I am interested in every shadow run product they have right now um I'm probably going to pick up the fifth edition book and hopefully I can find somebody to play just because I think it looks really cool well you'll enjoy uh, your
1: glass I got you that you you requested <laughs> so it's a really yes, nice. yes I glass.
2: did request they were selling uh uh Gen Con exclusive uh glasses with uh the embossed emblems on them and it was the one with the with the dragon from shadow run and I got Tony to get that is for that me, the one you I, wanted
1: yes Oh good, I picked the right one. They had multiples. I was like, oh crap, which one does he want?
2: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the, the one with the dragon. So um, let's see. They talked about all the Shadowrun stuff. We got the oh oh the Leviathans. Was that
1: even there at all? You, yes, that was there. They were running the demos, and I'll be Marty. They were selling that. I was seeing people walk around with that, and that's something we'll talk about in our next segment when we talk about uh, Star Trek Attack Wing. I want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about that as well. Okay. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because I actually just saw a
2: news report that came out today where Catalyst has announced they're going to relaunch Leviathans via Kickstarter. Oh, d- they were saying they were having some production problems mm-hmm. and that people were kind of um, – Uh, having issues with the way it was boxed or whatever. So they're going to relaunch, repackage the entire thing through Kickstarter uh, in the next, uh, when did it say? Um, It doesn't say when it's going to be on Kickstarter, but I'm like, ooh. Both you and I really like the way that game played. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it's being relaunched on Kickstarter. It might be something I may have to check out if it's some really good deals. Uh, I'm
1: with you there. So we'll have to see and see what the stretch rewards are and all that good stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'd be interested going in with you on that one. So we'll figure that one yeah.
2: out. Yeah. Okay. Um, he did say that um, uh, this this is a quote from not, not Randall, but somebody else. It says We're trying to make sure it's just not focusing on consumers, but focused on retailers and all our distributors as well. Uh, he added that the product will not hit store shelves for another nine to 12 months. So it's nothing coming up soon, but I think it's one of those that we just need to keep a watch on for next
1: year. Oh yeah. That, that'll give me time to save up the gaming budget for there. So there you go. So so here's the deal guys. So they're going around and if you, if you're playing, Marty and I are very interested in the game shadow runner crossover, right? Crossfire. Crossfire. Uh, crossfire. I'm sorry. Yes. I, sorry. I'm reading here and there's, I got a, anyway so we're, we're really inter- which which is a, which is a co-op deck building co-op game. deck building game and and, and mm-hmm. if you listen to the show what you're doing now you know marty and i love card games we just that's how we got started we we enjoy playing them we always have from when we were in college playing spades and opa and those kind of games all the way up so i'm standing there and i'm getting somebody their glass okay and I asked Randall, I say, Randall walks by me and I go, Randall, thanks again so much for giving me that interview. When is the Crossfire demo boxes that you have here at Gen Con that you're giving out for the people participating in the uh, tournaments around here, as well as, um, when are you going to send them out to the retailers so that we can, you know, um, get them in the hands and, and start promoting this product? And Randall looks at me and goes, wait a minute. I said, okay. And he disappears. Well, I'm a good boy, so I'm standing there just waiting, 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 <laughs> waiting, waiting, waiting. You do as you're told. You're going to wait a minute. Wait a minute. And I'm standing there, and he comes around and goes, "Here you go." I expect to see this, uh, yeah. you know, on your show. And he squeak,
2: <laughs> So Tony texts me a picture of him holding a Crossfire demo box in his hand. And it's like, I was like, yes, because I've been wanting to play this game since I saw it at Origins. And at Origins, it was just in prototype style. And I love the idea of a, a a game, a deck building game where you kind of build your character and play over time, which is what Pathfinder is, too. But this is in the Shadowrun universe. And so they had these demo boxes coming out. And I thought, oh, hopefully we can get our hands on some. And then I heard they were really hard to get. So Tony just kind of secretly texts to me, says, do not tell anybody. And then I made the bad mistake of going out and tweeting. I got less like I got a secret. I won't tell. I won't tell. And everybody's like, What'd you get? What'd you get? And I was like, oh, that was a bad tease. So, uh, like I said, it wasn't a huge deal, but it was something I was really excited about. So now, when are we going to get together so I can play?
1: Uh, Thursday.
2: Oh, I thought that was um, show discussion. We're going to play a game too.
1: We're going to play. Yes, yeah, our our usual weekly lunch meeting, we'll play Shadow Run. I, was, I, okay, was, sweet. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to get together. Uh, we're not supposed to be up at our Wednesday get together, and we'll see if I can get out and show up at the Waldhorn for game night tomorrow night and maybe do it there. Uh, I can't make it tomorrow night. You can't make it tomorrow night? Okay.
2: And we probably really shouldn't be talking about
1: this on the show because nobody really cares about this part. That's night. right. So anyway, <laughs> uh, but any uh, uh, all in all, Um, uh, thank you, Randall. Um, I really did appreciate that. I wasn't expecting that. Once again, guys, catalyst game labs, look at their product guys. They've really come out with some good stuff. Great people to talk to great guys to work with. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, and the reason why I said, Marty, you know, keep it cause you know, there, these things are, you know, you just, you don't want a guy to get swamped with this kind of stuff, you know? And, And he just said, you know, here you go. Just, just take it, take it back and, and teach people how to play and, and enjoy the game. And I was like, Oh, definitely we'll do that. there's no doubt, you know, we'll, we'll get that out there. And I've, yep. I've read through the rules and f- real easy to play. Um, Oh, and so, you know, once again, by the way, shadow run, when I went and did the demo of shadow run, the RPG that you're trying to get started up, mm-hmm. I don't think I have enough D six dice. You did a demo of it. Yeah.
2: Oh, you did tell me, you didn't tweet that. I didn't know he was doing that.
1: Oh, geez. That's what I just said right before the interview that uh, Uh, the Shadowrun experience. Oh. Also, how was it? Is it cool? Is it a decent system? Well, let's say, okay. So basically, you you take your abilities and you add them to some of your either your guns or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's equal to the number of D6 dice you roll. So my guy had strength five or whatever, and his um, gun ha- had the capability of six, so I got to roll 11 D6s. Nice. And for every five or six. That's a hit or something a, like that, or success or whatever. It's a success, and if all your dice fail or a certain percentage, then that's something, and, and there's all these little nuance rules. So I don't know if we have enough um, D6s <laughs> to play this game.
2: <laughs> also, thought uh, one thing I liked about it too, I believe, and I may be totally wrong. I think initiative changes every round, which I like.
1: We only did one battle, and okay, and some young lady came up who was who was from the Shadowrun universe, and that just threw me off my game. <laughs> I won't ask why. Well, you know, she's sitting there in costume, and, you know, and I'm just like, uh, uh, how am I to play this? You're over here bouncing around with your gun at me, shaking your gun at me, shaking your gun. And saying, yeah, that I was hear, a terrible yeah. role. And I'm like, you're, you're throwing me off my game here, uh, you know? Just
2: <laughs> step aside. Stop
1: it. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, once again, yeah, that was, that was a very good. And I, we really looked for all the stuff that's coming out shadow run. I just, we just got to save up our money. Yep. No, no, no. Yeah, that's cool. Like I said, I probably will go ahead and get the rule book, but
2: yeah. All right. So I think that's, that's probably going to use up all our time. Now we do want to talk about uh, nothing real quick. We did just, uh, we are running our CSI uh, contest, our cool stuff, Inc. $50 gift certificate contest right now. And our first entry method was just going out to our guild page on board game geek and uh, subscribing to us. And for everyone that does, you get an entry into the pool. I announced another one uh, method uh, just recently where um, I, we've requested to go write a review on iTunes for our show uh, for the purpose of kind of help getting some more exposure on iTunes. I have uh, some information on our website at RollDiceTakeNames.com on how to do that, give instructions on what link to do and how to write it. And then I ask you just to send me an email email. Uh, with your uh, email address and your iTunes username so I can match them up and we'll throw your name in the hat again and I just actually did that today, and we've already got about 15 entries on that so far, so that's starting to pick up a little steam, too. So thanks to all those who've taken time to do that. And don't forget to check out all the other shows that are doing contests, uh, the Dice Tower audit and the um, the video and the audio, and plus there are seven other shows doing that. And again, if you go look on our website, com, and you can click on the contest uh, section at the top, and I list all the other Shows that are doing it with links to their page. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. But again, each, uh, if you have not heard about the contest, each show is given away a $50 gift certificate and all the winners are put into a hat and Tom and Eric will draw, uh, where one of those winners will win a fi- a $100 gift card, and the first-place winner will win a $500 gift card from Cool Stuff, Inc. This contest will run until the end of August, August 31st, and I put that we would draw names on Labor Day because I will be at Dragon Con that weekend, so I won't have a chance to get with Tony in, in order to do it, but I'll be back Monday night. So I haven't run this by Tony. Tony, can we do the no- uh, name-drawing Labor Day
1: night? You've committed to it, so we're doing it. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> uh, I should ask if you're going to be out of town or something, but uh,
1: not to my knowledge. I mean, school has just been in session, and yeah, so that's true. We're, we're so, not planning on going yeah. anywhere.
2: All right. so cool so the uh, again I think most of the show's contests are ending the end of August so again follow up on on them it's it, we really appreciate uh, cool stuff Inc for uh, doing this for us and for the entire network they're giving away a lot of stuff did you actually run across them at Gen con did you stop by their booth I, or I did stop
1: to their by their booth but they were swamped with people I got a um, I talked to some of the guys but they were local indie people not so mm-hmm. that was fine and which i understand you know uh, without a doubt that was uh a neat place to stop and see all the games and i i wanted to look at them and have had a curse you for doing your daily deals you know that kind of <laughs> stuff <laughs>
2: yeah exactly um so we got uh about eight or nine more interviews to do. So we're actually probably going to put this into two more episodes to try to keep it at a decent length. We're going to try to get those out as quickly as possible over the next uh, few days. So hopefully Tony and I can again sync up to do this again. uh, We wanted to spend a lot of this first uh, show coming back just to hear his experience uh, with the first time attender and just get his thoughts on what he saw and everything. And I'm sure we'll hear some more of your experience when we talk about some of the other people that you talked with and we'll bring up some of the other games. You can share some more anecdotes you had with the interviews and stuff like that. Sounds good. So, and I said stuff like that again. Okay. I've noticed something. I say stuff like that a
1: lot. Well, I appreciate you saying stuff like that. Okay.
2: It's really annoying when I go back and edit all this. I'm like, Oh my gosh,
1: I said it again.
2: I said it again. I said it again. Anyway, I'm sorry. this a little pet peeve of mine. Okay, so okay, so anyway, so yeah, we're gonna try to knock out these a uh, couple more shows, and you know, Tony saw a lot of great stuff. We wish he would have seen it, but he didn't share it with us. So you know,
1: that's how kind of how it goes. I will learn how to play social media guy. Okay, <laughs> it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm like, is that tweet worthy?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes you're at gen con it's probably tweet worthy why would oh here's a new game tweet
1: why, why would anybody care about that you know I th- here's a cool cosplay costume tweet okay see my mind doesn't think like that i'm like why would i bother somebody with with you know a picture of of, of that i just and just i don't know uh, it's just mm. it's it's a mindset yes i'm an old fart i hate to say it yes okay <laughs> uh, but yet i'm I, anyway uh, so guys uh, appreciate y'all listening for this um post gen con wrap-up show um and what we're going to do here is part one. part one um if it's okay with marty um i had um princess unicorn come in and do our outro with all the stuff so maybe he can Work that into our exit So that I Princess Unicorn I haven't met her No you haven't So anyway um,
2: Well I'm interested To see uh, what Princess Unicorn Has to uh, say Well
1: she tried to do Her best for us So she's going to do All of our social stuff And all that So I don't have to worry About it And Marty can stop Having to do it all the time So part two Coming up And once again As always Keep rolling dice And taking names
2: Please be sure to follow RDTN on Twitter At Dice and Names Join their
0: guild on BoardGameGeek, like them on Facebook, or check out the blog at RollDiceTakeNames.com. This
1: episode was sponsored by the Gamers Codex, your source for game news, reviews, and a fun place to discuss the games you enjoy playing. Visit them at thegamerscodex.com.
2: Okay, let's see. Amazon.com, search for Twitter for Dummies. Add to cart, send to Tony McCree, done.